Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today, we got a and I feel very restricted as yeah. well. I can't move. <laughs> so we, you I know, got the alien headphones on. <laughs> We're in this new building, guys, and we have uh, been building this podcast room, got these new mics, got everything, and just... Quite a different uh, scenario for us. <laughs> yeah, I the it's going to look really cool when we get all the soundproofing up. We'll get more pictures and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, We're in a transition stage. I, m- I made the mistake. Well, I mean, actually, you sent me the link. Psych. But if you didn't send me the link, I would have got these anyway. Because as soon as you sent me the few links of headphones, I was like, yep, those ones. Because yep. Joe Rogan has those. Yeah. And Joe Rogan is the master of podcasts. And now I look so ridiculous. Nice. Like, if you're not watching this... You should start watching it. Go to Spotify. I mean, you can watch them for guys' sakes. Just go to Spotify. Spotify is so much better. Anyway, they just like, it's like I have horns on my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. I could fit a top hat under this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad, bro. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. I'm returning them. It's, yeah. that, it's, ba- it's bad enough. Yeah. It's they ba- sound good. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yours are loosened on that side too. You don't look weird. I got a weird shaped head. I, I can't wear hats. Dude, you should see, I've had, I love snapbacks. Yeah. But they look fucking weird on me. Yeah. And I just keep trying as if the next one's going to fit me better. Because then that, they, you have those air bubbles on the side because they're kind of more rounded. Well, and the, for me, the top ends up being this like trucker style, like just huge. Oh, yeah. I had literally, there was one point where Shannon finally was like, babe, they're never going to work. I had like 30 really dope hats <laughs> that were getting dusty that were clean and yeah. just, or like never been worn. And so I just, uh, like, I gave a couple to Dustin. I gave a bunch to Andreas. I gave some to Goodwill. I was like, I'm just going to give these away. I can wear a dad hat or beanie. Yeah. And that's it. But anyway. yeah. What, what do you call the beanie that you, like, roll up? Like, that white one you have? Is that uh, a certain style? Like, a super what, short one? Yeah, what is it? Are those, like, called something beanie? So that, I don't know. Skater beanie. Uh, maybe, like, a, I don't know. I felt like it's, like, Am- British. Amish. <laughs> or Amish. Yeah. yeah I guess. Um, I, or Jewish, I mean. Uh, yeah, yamaka. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not that short. Yamaka is like just the that top dome, like the bald spot of your head. If totally. you had a bald spot, um, so I actually ordered those uh, from Top Threads, and I don't know if their model had a smaller head than me or what, but I put it on, and I was like, "What's wrong here?" Yeah. Now I got a huge head, like it doesn't fit. And then I saw a couple guys wearing them. Um, I'm going back and forth with his assistant to get him on the podcast. What's his name? Um, uh, Horrible at remembering names. We I, I've been really enjoying his content lately, and yeah. now I'm blanking on what his name is for some reason. Um, Michael something, but he I saw him wearing one. I saw uh, this guy named I'm going to blank on his name too. Michael Cherno. Yep, Michael Cherno. Um, thank you. And uh, the guy who owns Craft uh, Crafted London, which is like a, that's what this is. This necklace I'm wearing. Mm. Um, and, uh, and his name's Alex Cannon, now that I think about it. And he he owns that jewelry company. But he, I was seeing he, him wearing them, too. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just how it's designed. It's supposed to go, like, above your ears. Which is ironic, because the point of a beanie is to keep your ears warm, I believe. Those go above your ears. Yeah. 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 So it's not, like, a, a useful. Style. Style. Yeah. I thought it looked dope. So um, I, don't, I don't know if there's name. I just yeah, I was just beanie. wondering. Yeah. Um, which is funny, though, because sometimes I, I give... Shit. Like I showed Shannon this this reel that I was cracking up. I was like, "This is so dumb." This guy is working out and he's getting a ton of views, 
and he's not doing anything really cool. Like it's just a normal row, but he's wearing no shirt, jeans, shorts in the gym training, by the way, jorts are not like suitable flexible at all. They are not suitable for training. And he had no shirt on and a beanie. And I'm like, okay, you're wearing jorts, no shirt and a beanie. Why are you wearing a beanie? If you're so hot, you got to take your shirt off. (laughs) And Dude, your just, jorts are just ridiculous. So there's, I think there's a level of which you can, um, like stupid, like ironic or ironically stupid fashion is acceptable. Like a beanie that doesn't keep my ears warm. Kind of ridiculous, but it looks dope. That's fine. But if I'm training in jorts, no shirt and a beanie that doesn't keep my ears warm. Now I'm like, this is stupid. Is, uh, training in jorts worse than not training? <sighs> I would say no. <laughs> However, <laughs> Look, if before they started filming, he was wearing a flannel and he was like, oh, you want me to row 100 pounds? I could, I got you. And he ripped off a shirt and did some rows. I'd be like, oh, the guy's just a fucking savage redneck. And yeah. he just came in and ripped off a shirt and started cranking out rows. That's dope. I don't think that was the case. I think he was an influencer. Oh. Yeah. Well, and he definitely wasn't a redneck. Either, yeah. So. I'm just but. wondering because how if he wasn't, how would you have seen him? Like He obviously was. Yeah. Obviously was what? An influencer. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely, he was collaborating with somebody. That's how I, he stumbled on my feed. But um, yeah, speaking of influencers, we were just talking about this before. Um, and with the studio and all this stuff we're doing, uh, I, I kind of mentioned this on my story saying I was going to get back into it. Um, it takes more time than you would realize. All of this shit took way longer than Still anybody is. realizes. And it's taking longer than even I realize. It's just, yeah. it's just so much work to to put together but um one of the goals with the studio and everything is just to do more content in places that we know we're either not tapping into or is extremely useful that we can maximize and the podcast is one of the places that we could definitely maximize right because we know it's a big platform we know people are going to listen um and then youtube youtube is the other one that we've always kind of danced around and it's it's a if you want to make i think sometimes i think our perfectionism of quality uh is it actually like is a detriment in a way. And what I mean by that is like we're, we, we want things to be so perfect that we can't accept just cranking out videos on YouTube, which is part of what you need to do on YouTube. But at the same time, we're like, no, like the edits got to be dope. The angle's got to be dope. The, the equipment we use has got to be perfect. So we've been kind of been waiting, but um, we're going to be getting back into the game of YouTube because I value Google and SEO a lot, but also too, like I think it took me a while to accept this and, and, and I like to think it's a humble thing because I think it's weird to vlog your life. But like I live a different life. We do a different thing for a living. And now that we're in this building, you and I both kind of sat back and we're like, this is kind of wild, bro. Like we should be documenting this. Yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself. I told you the other day, like I, I wish I would have been vlogging since I started becoming a trainer at 18, 19 years old because that would have been a decade of crazy content and people now I can talk about my journey, but it's just hearsay. Yeah. They, I just have to hope they believe me and trust me. Like this has been a crazy journey. I've done all these things, but if I would have been documenting and they see that growth, dude, you, so I cool. mean, I, I just, I believe you would have been Guzman, Christian Guzman and big like, but you were, don't you, tell me that. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying like, but if you were focused on that, you were focused on building a business, yeah. you know, like, yeah. th- and I know they were too, they, you know, yeah, clothing th- business too, but like, there's no, well, there's no vloggers who have successful coaching companies that are transforming lives everywhere. Agreed. I don't know a single one. Yeah. Um, there's vloggers like uh, Bradley Martin, who he just vlogged, and then he started a gym in a, in a clothing brand. Christian Guzman started a clothing brand. Um, Randall Pitch. Randall Pitch. Uh, he didn't even, he, 
He doesn't he was, vlog like yeah, daily or no, anything. And yeah. he started a clothing brand and then started YouTube in a little bit. But and there's nothing wrong with those things. It's just that I think for me to be able to create the company that I created, I had to become a master trainer in nutritionist, totally. which is not going to happen by just vlogging what I eat day to day, yeah. you know? Um, but like, I know that people are interested in that shit. And I also know that like the day to day work that we have is dope. It's really cool. And now it's even cooler because of the setup of this, the layout of this gym and the offices and the, the things we're going to be doing and, and the time I've created in my schedule to create more content and stuff like that. I think it's just going to be really conducive to documenting more of the journey and sharing that stuff with people. So if they're an entrepreneur or they're a trainer or they're just an everyday person who, and I think this is why I never really liked vlogs as much is because I didn't need inspiration to train. Yeah. I loved training. Yeah. But there's a lot of people I've talked to who are like, I watch those because it fires me up to see other people doing that stuff. And it pushes me to do the same. Yeah. It's like dope. I mean, if I can play that role for people, why do you think that people watched Christian or Bradley? Just for example, because these are people I watch that I just know. Um, because they're either a wanting to bodybuild or going to competition or they enjoy that. Yeah. There's like you kind of just, I'm repeating your, what you said is like it, maybe somebody is a entrepreneur in, in the training space or nutrition space. They want to see what you're doing. Yeah. They want to see it, man. Yeah. I agree. I think that, you know, even if I think back, I used to, not them, but I used to watch people who vlogged. Because I wanted to see what they, how they train, stuff like that, yep. because I wanted to look like them yeah. in a way, you know, like not in a weird way, but like if somebody has your ideal physique, like you're going to want to watch what they do, how they do it in order to get there. And I think the same applies for business. You know, yeah. I became obsessed with podcasts and books about entrepreneurs and business owners, right? Because they didn't vlog, I went to the next best thing. Let me follow them on Instagram. Let me read their books and let me uh, listen to the podcast so I can hear them talk about their day-to-day -day life. Cause I want to know what's their routine. How like, what's their work environment? What is their attitude? What kind of books are they reading? So I can emulate it and then be successful myself. Totally. You know? Or take some aspects of different, you know, different aspects of what they're doing and implement it into your own life. Cause like you said, it's different for everybody. Yeah. But if you take the main aspects yeah. and put it and spin it into your own way. Well, and, and you know, like I, I think too, it's, we, I've talked about this a lot and it's something I'm very passionate about is like just showing people that average everyday people can do really cool, amazing things, but you, nobody really knows this except you, how often I get stopped in public to talk about what I do for a living. Yeah. And I'm talking about like, yes, I texted you after home Depot. Dude, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally walk out of home Depot and there's this guy standing by I, my truck. We haven't even talked about this. I was wondering how like, did Dude. he, what initiated it? My truck with the tailored logo on it. Cause he was just standing by my truck when I walked on the parking lot and it was kind of, and so like, I Can like I help you unlocked it. So he could see that I was like coming towards that's my truck. And he was like, uh, what's your gas mileage on this thing? And I was like, uh, it's like 19, I think. Wow. That's pretty good. And I was like, Oh yeah. And he was like, why'd you go with Matt? I was like, Matt black. It's a wrap. Oh, why'd you do that? And I'm like, I mean, it saves the pain, but honestly, I just thought it looked cool put my company logo on it. He was like, I was wondering what that is. What's your company? And then I told him oh, and it here just we go. spiraled into yeah. this long conversation of, um, and then he pulls a defibrillator out of his fucking jacket, which is like keeping his heart pumping. And Oh, it was wild. It was a wild conversation. Oh my God. Yeah, he, had, he had like a heart condition and then he oh, had to lose no. a bunch of weight and he's like almost getting to a point where they can remove the defibrillator. And he, he's, uh, He's an older guy, but he's not super old. I think he, he, he plays in a senior league softball, so he's old enough to get into that, but he wasn't, like, super old. He was looked healthy, and he lost some weight and stuff, so he was in a good place, but he was trying to, like, 
kind of figure out the next steps. And um, like we were just, yeah, just talking about what we do, how we do it. He asked for my card. I gave it to him. Like, wow. Well, who knows? Yeah. His name's Brian. We might see if we get an application in there. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, I, I think that like when you tell a normal person that, I mean, every contractor I've had to talk to in here, it's the same thing. It's just very confusing. To yeah. People. Dude, Wait, so you do what? Yeah. Why so, do you have this place? So, uh, for, for example, for the people, um, when we were moving into this building, it was me, Andreas, as you heard about on the podcast, and Cody were moving everything in and everything, and uh, the building manager and the two Comcast guys are just like doing their work and stuff, and everybody's asking, "What do you guys do? What is going on in here?" Blah 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 blah, and. Me and Andreas are just joking, like, grab a cup of coffee, man. He'll talk to you for hours. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. I, I, Make I, a sale. And it's it's hilarious that I just now got business cards. You were like, I don't you know about just now, but. Dude, I haven't had a business card in years. Yeah. I just. You got them in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but after f- four years, yeah. I get them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, five years now we're in the game. But. Yeah, it's just, I, I, and this happens at doctor's offices, car dealerships, like the window tinting place, chiropractic, like restaurants. Like it's just, people often ask what you do for a living. And if you have yeah. a normal job, there's not much to talk about because they already know what it entails. Totally. So I think like when you do something different, it intrigues people. And if, you, if you're if you the type of person that's willing to talk about it, it starts conversation. Yes. You know, and then the fact that we're at a level now where we have a team and I'm like, oh yeah, I've, you know, coaches all around the country. We service world. people all around the world, you know? And yeah, we have coaches out of the side of the continent now. Um, and we have in the past, we've had coaches that work for us that are out of the United States and we've served people everywhere and we get to do all this cool stuff. And we have this place for filming and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, and nobody goes there, that, you know, that's a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where I like, I think for, I always just try to stay humble and just like, it's, you know, I don't want to like, ever come off as it's boasting or bragging or anything like that. And that's kind of how I took, cause some vlogging gets that way where you see people are like, uh, I, I look not, at my life. Yeah. And I'm not going to say names, but I've seen people like new car. And it's like yeah. a question mark on it with like, a, like the amount of money they totally. spent on it and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, like I drive a dope truck and I, it's, it's all souped up and everything and I'll share stuff about it, but I'm never going to like, I don't know. That's just not my style. I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. Um, unless it comes from a place of, of inspiration, you know what I mean? Like if it can inspire people. And I think at a certain point you have to, like I shared, uh, when we got our house, I shared that because I was like, and I said, I feel weird sharing this, but I want to show people like you can chase your passion and do something with it. It takes a long time because I've been doing this for 12 years, but you know, we built, got to build our dream home because of it. And like you talk about it and that inspires people. But if every vlog is about that kind of shit, it's like, yeah, (laughs) Jesus, you know, yeah. like, and obviously I don't like, I don't have the stuff that I could talk about it every single time like yeah. that. But I do think like I'm getting to a point where I humbly accept where we're at now from a perspective of, and level of success. And I'm like, yeah, I, I want to share this shit, man. And like kind of bring people in this building virtually, yeah. you know, and show them what we do and how we do it and the day to day. And like, this is where I'm like, man, I wish we had a filmer outside of you yeah. at times, because there's certain things where like, I mean, even the, when I'm not trying to scare you and you just get scared super easy. If I pop around the corner and just say, yo, what's up? And you're just like, whoa. And you jump. Like if we just had like clips of that, yeah, 
or like the clip on my story where you were singing like that shit is hilarious and it's cool and it just the vibe is fucking funny so funny <laughs> you're like i absolutely hate you oh my god if you didn't see that on my story i saved it don't worry i'll repost it i'm making a, anyway. a montage reel oh my god i was no, i'm just playing um but like showing our personalities and yeah. stuff you know what i mean like i just i don't know environment yeah so we're definitely going to be doing more of that and uh, we're going to be taking off on the shorts as well because those are really popular right now and they are so easy. Yeah. We're loving those. It's crazy that Something you like say eight. that, man. Like you could, you, you were bitching and complaining for years about a minute and a half on I reels. Know. Well, you know what I think? So I think two things. One, I think that part of me is stubborn because I think that it is ridiculous to have a platform creating 30 seconds of content. It makes me just feel like Limited. our intelligence as a species is lowering. It's like, really? You can't pay attention for longer than 30 seconds? Because <laughs> I mean, it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. However, I think that uh, 30 seconds is nice for shorts only because I can't explain at all. And so I have to accept that I just have to get right to the point, tell them exactly what, like, top three books thing we did. Yep. I'm going to give them the top three books, and I'm going to tell them why they need to read them, but I'm not going to explain the books. But yep. 90 seconds, I can start explaining the different things, and then it's not enough time. Yeah. So I feel like 90 seconds is on the cusp of, like, not long enough versus too short. Totally. You know? And, like, another short we did was uh, top three things you, you need to do if you're new in the gym. Mm. And uh, I just feel like... 30 seconds, you can name them, and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and, and you know what? I think that kind of also hopefully will do two things. One. Create engagement. Three things. One, create engagement. Two, drive people to the page to watch the longer videos because they might find that I talk about those things in more depth. Or if you see like the training vlog where I'm training and I'm talking about my session, you'll learn those things by watching me do. Totally. But you have to go consume the rest of the content. And then the third thing is, is it builds authority because instead of me sitting here trying to tell you why, 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 trust me, it's just like, here's These the them. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And yeah. if you want to take it, go to my page, you can find more. And luckily for us compared to a lot of bloggers, it's like, and go to the site and go to the podcast and go to the eBooks. Like we have so much more. Yeah. And if you're going to leave it, you're going to go somewhere else and you're going to realize that they're saying the same thing. Yeah. Cause it is the truth. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, well, we are going to start getting into some questions here, guys. So um, let's start with the first one. It is from CB. It says, I have struggled That's with... That's it? CB? CB, yeah. Uh -huh. It says, I have struggled with binge eating for the last three years. I feel as though it's due to high diet fatigue and trying to be in a, in a deficit too much and, and for too long. I have done a short period of maintenance, but, keeping re but keep returning to a cut because I want to lose about eight pounds. I feel like it should be so easy, but I keep running, I, I keep ruining it by binging. I now know I need to reduce my diet fatigue before I can have a successful cut. Is there something a coach can help me with very specifically to, to achieve this? Would they guide me, uh, would they guide me in my file feedback so that I know when I would be ready for a cut again? Mm. So she is experienced. CB. She, CB. Yeah. They're experiencing this because, so are they dieting right now? They, they keep binging because they don't stop dieting, essentially. Yes. Right? So I'm assuming she got, she or he, I don't know why I keep saying she, um, got out of the diet because now they're like, when can we go back into the diet? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that correct? Kind of hard to just. Yeah. Want to lose eight pounds, but I feel like it should be easy, but I keep ruining it by 
binging. Deuce my yeah yep. So I I no, I think that the easiest way for me to you know how would a coach help you? Many ways. Um, I would say the biggest way that people undermine is accountability. The coach is going to keep you accountable of staying consistent. They're going to keep you accountable of staying within your calories. They're going to keep you accountable of following the reverse plan into the maintenance plan and then eventually into cutting at the right time so you don't do it too soon. They're going to keep you accountable on the weekends. They're going to be keep you accountable of your habits. They're going to keep you accountable of your mindset, of the practices you need to keep that mindset strong. Like The list goes on. Everything you need to do in order to improve that biofeedback on top of just tracking the biofeedback to begin with, they're going to keep you accountable of. So the coach is going to be able to help you outline what you need to do, why you need to do it, how you need to do it, and they're going to make sure you actually fucking do it. Like that's, that's you know, cut and dry, that's what they do. Now, when, you, I know you didn't really ask this question, but I want to kind of talk about when I think you should dive back into the cut. A lot of people will give numbers, and we could say you need to wait at least one, if not 1.5 or two times as long as you were dieting. However, if you are a chronic dieter, it's hard to do that math because if you're like, well, I've been dieting off and on for the last two years, trying and then failing and then falling off and then trying, it's like eight weeks here, two weeks off, four weeks on, six weeks off. Like it's just everywhere, right? Yeah. You can't really do that math. Um, and it, that math also changes depending on how aggressive you were in the cut. It, it changes on um, how your body adapt and respond to the cut. Some people can handle dieting better than others, right? So it's hard to give a number. Now, what we can say for sure is that your your biofeedback should return to a point where everything is essentially looking good, right? You're sleeping better. Maybe you're progressing in the gym again. You're you're more easily able to follow your calories. So you, I'm not saying you're perfect, but maybe you're binging less. Maybe you are having less cravings. But you got to record these things because if you're not recording the cravings you're feeling, the hunger you're feeling, like how are you supposed to know if it's getting better? All these things should be improving, and if they're improving, then you are in a place where you could probably cut. So there kind of has to be, like, I look at it from a, a physical, physiological, and a psychological aspect. The physical aspect is energy, mainly. Energy and recovery in the gym, right? So physically speaking, do you have good energy? Are you able to easily hit your step count for the day, just like a maintenance step count? Yeah. Um, are you, and that's a good predictor because when you diet and you are experiencing diet fatigue— subconsciously you'll step less, your neat will go down. So if you on average for maintenance hit 10,000 steps a day, just for easy math. Well, if you notice that every single day you, you're, it's like 8 PM, you look at it and I experience this all the time when I'm dieting or when work's busy and I'm just too caught up in stuff. I look at my phone. I'm like, I got to go do 3000 steps after Blake goes to bed. If you're getting to that place, you're probably not ready to diet. You know, you're not in a good place because in a good maintenance phase, you will subconsciously hit those steps because you move more, you stand more, you talk, like you're just doing more. So physically speaking, you have good energy in the gym, you're hitting your steps easily, you're recovering from your training sessions, and you're probably hitting some PRs. doesn't mean you're hitting one rep maxes, but you're hitting a new, you add five pounds on an eight rep something, you do an extra rep on a 10 rep set of curls or hip thrusts or anything really. You're just improving the gym. So physically, all those things check out. Physiologically speaking, you're not having any negative hormonal or digestive issues. So your cortisol and stress levels are fine. Your your sex drive is fine. Your digestion is fine. All the things internally that we would expect to be better when we're not dieting and worse off after dieting for a long time are in a good place. 
And then last but not least, psychologically speaking. And that's kind of what I was alluding to is like your cravings for stuff, your binging, like a little bit of that is going to be stressed too. But more than anything, it's just that diet mindset. Like when you think about dieting right now, are you excited or are you trying to stay away from it? Like, are you just not very fired up about it? If you're not fired up about it, it it's clear that you're not ready to die. If you're excited to diet, that's a different thing. And I think this one can be the hardest to interpret for some people because some people always want to diet. And I don't think that necessarily means you're excited to diet. I think that's just your, your, you've kind of programmed your brain to always think you need to lose weight, always think you need to be dieting. And that's not a healthy place to be in. And so if, if you can actually interpret that properly and determine if you're in that place versus an excitement place, then that's, I mean, if you're feeling that way, like you need to diet, it's probably not a good time yeah. to diet. But no matter what, like psychologically speaking, are you in a good place to diet? You know, if you have a lot of diet fatigue, you're not going to be in the mental state to want to diet, you know? So, um, I mean, that's, that's, so even, so like for, for just as an example at the end of this, and I hope that answers your question because that's as much as I can tell you on a podcast versus, you know, one-on-one coaching. But obviously you asked, what can a coach do? So taylorcoachmethod.com, click the yellow button right on the homepage. You can learn more about what we do and apply there, get a free call, talk to coach, see if it's the right fit for you. But the, the last thing I will say is myself as an example, like I'm going to get ready to, I don't know when this airs, but like in, in a couple of weeks from while we're recording this, so probably like a week or so after this airs, I'm going to get ready to start cutting for summer because it's going to take me through spring. I can do like a slow cut. Um, and I'm excited about it. Like I have not like, I haven't been excited to diet since the photo shoot, but I've intentionally not dieted since the photo shoot. I reversed out of that. I stayed pretty lean. I feel good. I'm still pretty lean right now. So I'm going to go place to start and get pretty shredded fairly easily, I think. But I could tell I wasn't in a good place because there was a few times where I was like, maybe I'll try it like at the new year. Cause I can use this momentum and so on and so forth. But I catch myself eating those fucking little mini crispy pretzels at night and little stuff like that, where I'm like, I uh, have some wine on a Wednesday, which I usually don't do. And I'm like, okay, probably not ready for it. Yeah. Cause if I go into a diet, I'm having these cravings work right now is too stressful. It's the beginning of the year. We're busy. We're moving facilities. It just wasn't a good time for me to go into it. Um, but I'm, I'm excited now because it's all coming to an end. I'm going to be able to have more control over my routine and everything. And, and I'm looking forward to training in the new gym. And That's what, that was it. my next question. Yeah. Like it, that summer shred, like yeah. has a little bit more motivation with training in here. 100%. Let's go. Yeah. Um, when I was moving mats and I was taking my shirt off because I was sweating and I was like, oh my God. And it's, it's winter. Yeah. But we have heat. In yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the warehouse didn't have heat in the gym. Um, but yeah, that definitely adds some motivation. And, and just for people listening, um, actually check the link, uh, check the description because uh, it might be out by now. If not, you, you can, you know, very soon go to Train Heroic and search my name. Uh, but I'm going to be releasing the program. It's already done. I just haven't made it public in the marketplace for people to buy. Um, I want to do it shortly before I start because I want people to be able to train with me. I designed a program. I tested uh, one week of each mesocycle in it um there's three mesocycles so it's four week blocks with one deload on each block and uh there's a four day and a five day so it's a five day program and it's a upper body specialization for men and a lower body specialization for women but if you're a beginner or an intermediate who can't lift five days a week or doesn't need to because you want to do the minimum effective dose essentially uh there's going to be a four day version of it so there will be a four and a five day version of both the upper or the male and the female program um, it's called the power builder for the guys and it's called female physique for the women. And I, uh, you know, using all my principles and methods that I've used over time, I, I created these new programs, um, with some new methods in there. And, and I think 
think people are going to enjoy it. I'm really excited to get into it. And you'll be doing it with me if you jump into it. I'm going to actually see if some of the team wants to do a cut with me. And we'll, we'll kind of all tackle it together and share sick, yeah. the process on uh, social media and stuff. But you can find that on Train Heroic probably by the time you listen to this podcast. Because this is going to air as we're recording this sometime next week. Thursday, I Dude, think. I'm busy. I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> I maybe think next Thursday. Yeah. So it'd be if that's the case, you'd you'd be able to get this. Um, actually, no matter what, because that would be the soonest. So yeah, check the link in the description. Okay. It'll be in there. I'm like 99% sure. And uh, you'll see me talk about it on Instagram too, but it's going to be live on Train Heroic. Um, and, and the cool thing about this actually is there is a price difference here. So there's one price for clients and there's one price, or they call it athletes in there, and then one price for coaches. Um, and I was confused by that. I was like, why would you charge more for coaches? But coaches who use train heroic for their coaching can actually buy my program and use it on their clients. That's sick. Which at first I was kind of like, fuck that. Like you're not stealing my program. And I, I have, and then I look and I have an option. I can make it restricted to that. So they can't do that. Yeah. Or I can charge more and let them do that. And I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? It's still my program. It's not like they can't lie. And if it helps trainers who don't know as much guide their clients in the right direction safely, in places where I'm not at and for people who never heard of me, why would I stop that? You yeah. know? So the program is actually going to be available for, for people who want to use it themselves. And if you're a trainer, you can buy it and use it with your clients in trainer hook. If you train people in trainer hook, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. So, um, so it's uh, multifaceted, but anyway, that'll be live. Check the link in the description. If you want to join in and do it with me, we'll probably do a full podcast on that soon. Dope. All right, let's uh, go to the next question. It comes from Aurora. It says, when tracking macros, should we be including fiber in our carb counts? If you are eating very high fiber foods, the calories coming from carbohydrates might be lower than expected. Should we track fiber separately from net carbs if we tend to eat high fiber carbohydrates? I can easily get up to 60 or 70 grams fiber out of 190 carbs. Okay. So a few things. One, love your name. You're the name of my daughter's favorite princess. You know what princess, Disney princess Aurora is, Travis? No, is it new? No. Sleeping Beauty, bro. Hmm. I'm pretty damn sure it's Sleeping Beauty. Look it up. I, okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, because Belle is Beauty and the Beast. If it's not Sleeping Beauty, it's Cinderella. But I don't think Cinderella. I think Cinderella's name is Cinderella. I think Aurora is. Cinderella. Damn, you're right. Oh, yeah. I got a four-year-old daughter, bro. <laughs> All we beauty. talk about is princesses. I, you know how... Never mind. What? I thought Prin- Sleeping Beauty, his name... Sleeping Beauty? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> dude, until I had a daughter, I never called her anything but Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Never. Yeah, and I had to learn because my I she only to, calls her Aurora. To. So, like, she would say Aurora, and I'm like, who? Yeah. You know? But, yeah, Aurora, Belle, Cinderella... Rapunzel, Moana. Who's Rapunzel? Rapunzel. That's just her name. Who? Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your long hair. Who is it? Sleeping Beauty? No, Rapunzel is just Rapunzel. Oh, I've never heard of Rapunzel lets her hair down the window and he climbs up and she's got the super long fucking hair. Nice. Really old, old tale and they remade it to a new movie. Rapunzel? Yeah. All Uh, right, anyway. Yeah, so. uh, Carbs and fiber. Few things. Number one, if you're only consuming 190 grams of fiber, you should not be consuming 60 to 75 grams of fiber. That is far too many grams of fiber. Um, fiber is one of those things that works for you or against you, and you have to have a balance. If you do not have enough fiber, you will have very unhealthy 
gut system. You will have bad digestion, if any at all. You will probably be blocked up, and you're not going to have a good time. You're going to be very bloated. It's not good. You need fiber. You also need water because fiber works with water. Water binds fiber, and it helps it do its job. So make sure you're drinking enough water. But if you have too much fiber, the same exact thing happens if you don't have enough fiber. So if you have too much fiber, you end up getting backed up, um, or worse, diarrhea. Uh, you will get super bloated. Like it's it's just not a good time. Backed up or diarrhea. It's that's completely different. It is completely different. But there's different types of fiber, and there's also different types of uh, there's probiotic and prebiotic fiber. So it kind of depends on where you're getting the fiber, how much of each you're getting. It depends if you're having a lot of water, not that much water. It depends how long you're having too much fiber. So, um, yeah, you, you, you definitely don't want to overdo fiber. Yeah. The other thing that people don't think about, too, is if you have too much fiber coming in, it means you're getting too little low fiber starchy carbs. If you're getting too little low fiber starchy carbs, um, what I, I can't say this for sure because you could be getting a lot of sweet potatoes and whole grains and brown rice and oatmeal and stuff like that. But most of the time when people get that much fiber, they're usually eating too much like uh, high fiber snacks like Quest Bars. They're having a ton of fruit and a ton of vegetables because they're thinking high fiber fruits, vegetables, that's going to lead to more fat loss. But really what it leads to is the same caloric intake, which is what regulates fat loss and a lot of fucking bloating. So you don't see any of the fat loss because you're just bloated and lethargic all the time and gassy. Nobody wants that. If you do not get enough starchy carbs, you're not going to have enough muscle glycogen. If you don't have enough muscle glycogen, you're not going to fill the muscles up with water hydration. You're not going to have a good production of ATP and creatine phosphate to generate high-intensity energy in the gym, train hard, recover, build muscle. You guys know what I'm getting at. You need those carbs to do that. But if you're only getting high-fiber carbs, you're not going to assimilate those carbs properly or you're just not getting them because you're only eating vegetables and fruit. So you definitely don't want that much fiber. Um, and to that point, to answer your specific question, it doesn't work that way. Fiber is, is still a calorie calories count, all carbs count. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, there's some argument for like artificial sweeteners that don't have calories technically. Um, and that is slightly different because it doesn't raise the, the thermic, uh, temperature of your body. And that's what regulates calories. Um, but fiber does fiber is still something that needs to be processed and assimilated, digested in your body. And some fiber doesn't get digested going back to the prebiotic and probiotic. Some doesn't get digested and broken down at all. And that's why it works as fiber. It just stays and pushes stuff through your colon versus the other kind actually helps break shit down. It gets broken down. Um, no pun intended, yeah. but <laughs> the, the point is, is you don't need that much fiber at all. You should be getting 10 to 15 grams per 1000 calories. So if you have 2000 calorie diet, it's going to be 20 to 30 grams of fiber. Right. And so um, if you're only having 190 grams of carbs a day, I can't imagine you're getting that much more calories than 2000 just based on my experience. So you definitely don't need as much as you're getting in, in the fiber calories still count calories are calories. So um, the, the labels that show you net carbs and they take away the, the calories from fiber to help you feel like it's a low calorie. They're full of shit. It's a marketing ploy. It's a really smart one too, because number one, it's totally legal because you can have a margin of error up to 20, 25% calories and if you think about it usually those are like bars that are like 150 to 250 calories so 20 to 25 percent is usually about 50 calories at most which is how many you know you're getting how many car or calories you're getting from that fiber anyway so they can totally legally do that but it's just not scientifically sound totally so net carbs are full they're complete bullshit all carbs are net carbs all calories count you gotta track it all gotcha All right, cool. Let's uh, move on to the last question. It comes from, man, 
It says curious. Their name might be curious. All right. Uh, It says, does creatine have calories? Is it technically a non-essential amino acid that would mean four calories per gram? But if it's going into our cells, we we aren't discussing it, disguising it maybe? Uh, or at least most of it. What are your thoughts? Disguising? Digesting? Yeah. I think it's misspelled. Probably yeah. digesting is what yeah. they mean. Um, so I don't believe creatine is actually a an, an amino acid at all. Um, and uh, look that up because I don't want to be wrong. It's been a while since I've done my sports nutritionist certification. And that, I mean. What is it? Is creatine an amino acid? I don't believe it is. Um, and... The thing is, so like if you say, is it technically, is it? Is. It is an amino acid. Okay. It is by the the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Well, you know, there's also a lot of, uh, like we've been talking about peptides off air quite a bit. There's a a lot of peptides that are technically proteins and amino acids and stuff like that, but they're not listed in the actual amino acids that you would see on a branching amino acid or a whey protein. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, But it's, you could look at it as non-essential but, I mean, I guess you couldn't. It's It can be non-essential to the diet because you don't need to supplement with it, partially because f- some food has it. So steak, fish, there's there's some food that actually has creatine in it, not a lot or enough to see, like, ergogenic effects, which would be performance-enhancing effects. Um, but also, to your body makes creatine in different forms, right? That's what I was talking about earlier, creatine phosphate system, right? So your body generates creatine. So supplementing yourself with more just helps the system do more of that, and it helps your muscles recover by providing more creatine in the system in the bloodstream. Um, so does it have calories? Um, that's a hard question to answer. Uh, technically, it could, I guess, but I, it doesn't have enough to warrant having a caloric value on a label or anything like that for a few reasons. Number one, uh, it's not a calorie that can be stored as energy or fat. It's not how it works. And typically you only count calories with things that are actually going to be stored and utilized as energy. I mean, that's kind of counterintuitive because it is going to be stored in the bloodstream and then used as energy, like I said, for the creatine phosphate system. But I mean energy as like fat. When we store fat on our body, we're actually storing energy on our body so that if tomorrow you have no food and no way to get any food. You have plenty of food stored in your body to survive. Like that's what, like I'm speaking of when I say energy storage and when we burn fat, we're trying to burn stored energy. Um, but I, it's, it's also probably so low in calories that it wouldn't even matter if there's even calories. Cause I don't know. I've, nobody's ever asked me, is there a caloric value? I've never even thought about that. Hence why if I've never thought about that, it's something that you really don't need to worry about. And there's a lot of people who think about these kind of things and it stops them from seeing success in the gym or with their diet because they're uh, overanalyzing things that just don't matter. You know, it's the same thing with like branch chain amino acids. There's people online that will argue and it's like branch chain amino acids do have calories. So you're not fasting if you take them. And that's true. Totally. Because all amino acids and protein technically have calories, but are you storing any of those calories as stored energy as fat tissue or anything? No. Is it enough calories to really spike the temperature rise in your body? Probably not. So why the fuck does it matter? Yeah. You know, and on top of that, you don't need branching acids anyway. Stop wasting your money. Don't take them. But um, yeah, that's a really weird question. Uh, I would say don't worry about it. It really doesn't matter. Um, And it's hard to tell. Like if he means digestion or I guess I don't know if they're he or Or she curious. Digesting. Yeah. Um, Because it said, what did it say about digesting at the end? Um. but if we're if but if it's going into our cells, 
we aren't digesting it or yeah. at least most of it. Yeah, I would agree. Like, yeah. I think uh, as long as it's going into your cells properly, yeah, you're definitely not digesting it. You're basically absorbing it. Um, but there's things too that you have to digest in order to absorb because you digest them through the intestinal tract, like through the lining of your intestinal tract is where you actually digest it and then it goes in your bloodstream. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't absorb it in your bloodstream by consuming it orally. You'd have to like shoot it yeah. in your bloodstream with a needle or something. But oh God. I don't think anybody's shooting up creatine. <laughs> Let me know if it works better. <laughs> don't <laughs> but, encourage it. Yeah, I won't encourage that. All right, cool. That's a wrap. That's three. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure, again, if any of those questions hit home for you, resonated, or you're curious about coaching, head over to tailoredcoachingmethod.com. You can check out giantlifting.com and use the coupon code TCM10 to save 10% on any of your fitness equipment. And last but not least, firstform.com slash method. We appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time.